Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Yankees, well, uh, they did something on Sunday they haven't done for a while. They got the sweep against the, I'd say, lowly Kansas City Royals. But you know what? That hasn't been the case even when they've played some weaker uh, opponents these days. So you take it. The Yankees now find themselves two games back of the third wild card spot. And uh, lo and behold, Anthony Rizzo hit a home run. Andy Pettit apparently is back on the payroll. Um, lots going on in in Yankee in the Yankee universe. To talk about it, we bring in Brendan Cuddy from The Athletic. Hey, BK, how are you? Lori, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Um, let's start with the, the stuff that happened before the game, because in terms of things that are important in the, in the world of the Yankees, um, Aaron Judge and Jonathan Loisega had a simulated game. What can we take out of that session? You can take out of uh, that session some excitement, honestly. Judge didn't look like he was hampered. He didn't re-injure the toe, and everything still seems onward and upward for him. And low-key, Jonathan Loiza could could be a big addition in the second half, especially to a Yankees bullpen that has been a little shaky in some ways lately and that could trade away one or two of its bigger pieces at the deadline as it looks to deal from a strength of it uh, that it has. So... When you think about the deadline, there's a couple ways to look at it with the Yankees, which is that some of the players they get back, you know, look, there, there's no there's no hitter uh, in baseball that will be better than getting Aaron Judge back. Loisega would be better, one of the best relief pitchers um, if he's at his best. And um, Nestor Cortez Jr., um, if he's pitching the way he can, would be one of the better starters that would become available. So those players can come back to the Yankees within a period of uh, safe to say weeks. Is that, you know, with, I know with Aaron judge, it's just speculation, but is it weeks now maybe with what we're seeing? Yeah, certainly weeks. It looks like uh Nestor is going to end up with three total rehab starts. So you figure that takes about three weeks, especially if they let him go on his last start with an extra day's rest, six days. Um, so there's that, um, you figure, with Judge, I mean, he might not be farther than a week away. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to try to see, to see him sometime this week. And with Loisica, maybe that's mid-August. Uh, he, he probably needs a few rehab outings on his own. So 
I mean, we've been hearing this all year about the Yankees, Lori. We've been hearing, just wait until they're healthy. Wait until they get their guys back. I mean, this is about as close as it gets. We're not talking about, at this point, getting Josh Donaldson back. Right. So, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about getting back Judge and Lawizaga, who's been really good over the years, and Nestor was an all-star last year. So, really, things are looking up, and right now the Yankees are two out of the mm-hmm. wild card. Yep. Look, this, this team, it doesn't scream <laughs> bye, bye, bye to you at the deadline. Um, but you look at where they're at and you look at the situation and you look at just not knowing what could happen, yeah, they, they, they can't sell. They, they at very least can't sell. So I want to back up on something you just said about the most important player, and that's Aaron Judge, and you said he might, we might see him in a week. When you say we might see him, we might see him in a minor league rehab game, or you mean, you mean we might see him playing for the Yankees? No, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked in a week, maybe a little bit more, that he's back playing for the Yankees. Look, John Carlos Stanton sat out six weeks and then played in one minor league rehab game so that he could join the Yankees at Dodger Stadium, you know, where he's from, that area, um, and get off the injured list. Was it a good idea? I don't know. <laughs> Stanton didn't hit very well after. He sure seemed like he was a little rusty, but... If if Stanton can come back after one rehab start or one rehab game, and then Judge tells the Yankees he wants to do the same thing, I think precedent's been set, and I think you absolutely could see it happen. Now, don't hold me to it, but yeah, it's not it's not outside the realm of possibility. All right, one of my followers on Twitter wanted me to ask you as they look to you know you said okay, so they're not selling uh, with other than a mind towards making the team better, this year's team better, um, or building for the future, but they're not giving up on this year's team two games out of the wild card. And with, you know, Judge, Loiza, Nestor coming back, what kinds of players do you think they will be looking to pick up uh, at the deadline? Is it more guys who are on expiring contracts like uh, Cody Bellinger or guys who would be more in the long-term plan, um, you know, the, you know, kind of the, uh, I don't know, a Dylan Carlson, let's say, from the, you know, if you're looking for an outfielder from the St. Louis Cardinals, what types of players do you think the Yankees are looking at? Um, the Yankees are, you know, if you were to stare into the Yankees' face at the trade deadline, They'd be cross-eyed, right? <laughs> one eye is looking at this season, and the other eye is looking at 2024. You kind of saw the Yankees do it last year when they traded for Frankie Montas, uh, you know, Andrew Benintendi, all these guys thinking that they're going to bolster their playoff roster. But they also traded for Harrison Bader, who was under contract through this year, mm-hmm. who gave him a center fielder for this season. The Yankees are going to do the same this time around. You know, uh, I don't see them making a big splash really anywhere. Um, I think it's going to be a one, like two steps forward, one step a little bit back because you got to give to get. Um, so I could see them finding even a marginable, marginal, sorry, um, a mar- um, upgrade, <laughs> margin. I write for a living. Uh-huh. Um, uh, a slight upgrade. A slight upgrade? Yes. Yes, sorry, multiple syllables. That's, that's my issue. Um, a slight upgrade uh, in left field, uh-huh. and 
and definitely in the bullpen and maybe in the starting rotation. But when we talk about in the outfield, you kind of need a left-handed bat mm-hmm. um, because the lineup is so righty-heavy, and you've seen what the issue's been for the year over the years for the Yankees. Now, don't sleep on this. And I'm not saying I, I'm advocating for it. I'm just the messenger. The Yankees really like what they have in Jake Bowers. Mm-hmm. They think he can flat out hit, and they think he really ironed out some things um, at AAA for them. And you know he's had that pot prospect pedigree. If they can, if they can deal with some of his play in the outfield, or if he can get better in the outfield, or if they can have Greg Allen as a late inning defensive replacement or something like that, that might be your left left field upgrade. I hate to say it. I don't think the Yankees are going to spend a lot of money at this trade deadline, uh, considering where they're at with the third luxury tax threshold and considering their most recent history. I don't think you're not going to look at Otani in pinstripes. You're not going to look at Soto in pinstripes. Like, I just don't see those things happening. Um, however badly Yankees fans want it to happen. So th- those are the areas I see them looking toward. And I think if you're the Yankees, you got to look at center field this year and addressing it this year. Because in the offseason, Harrison Bader's going to become a free agent, and he's a great player. He's also someone who's hurt a lot, mm-hmm. and he's going to be 31 next year. Yep. I think 31 next year. Um, looking for a um, long-term contract, and the Yankees just shot away from that with Andrew Benintendi. I, I don't see them going there. Well, with that, so I like, like you know the long-winded answer, um, Lori. It's going to be one eye toward this season, one eye toward next year, but don't expect fireworks yeah i actually was going to ask you that is something i've been talking about is i if getting back at jake bowers is one of those sneaky important kind of additions for the yankees getting him off the uh injured list and what he brings to the lineup and i know when you look at it you see a guy who's hitting a triple slash of 226 316 467 you're not wowed per se but to your point there is former high prospect potential there that you feel like he could be the next one of those guys that the Yankees that Cashman unlocks from another team, you know, Didi Gregorius, those sort of players that, you know, haven't, haven't developed yet. And suddenly they come to the Yankees and there's uh there's more to it. Yeah. And Lori, you hate to say it, but that slash line Mm -hmm. is a little bit, is is, is a good amount better than a lot of other players in the Yankees right now. So, you know, the 467 slugging the, is actually fine. It's the uh, and the and the on base percentage could hit a level that would be respectable um, if it tipped up a little. The batting average is not great, but you're right. It's better than hitting, you know, uh, Stanton's hitting 207, um, you know, so it's not that. Right. But Stanton's come alive a little bit lately. Yeah. Um, Rizzo, Rizzo looked, looked kind of good this weekend. Um, you know, with his with his bare hands and with, uh, let's talk about right. Rizzo because that looked important today. So four for four and hit a home run for the first time in forty five games. Yesterday he doesn't wear the batting gloves. Um, breaks an zero for twenty with a single, and today added a little Taylor Swift uh, walk up music. Um, ready for it and uh, a little Swifty energy there. But what with with Rizzo. What are you attributing the terrible slump and now looking better today, whether you want to call it taking the batting gloves off a, a new um, Swifty walk-up song or 
Um, is it maybe, you know, was this just that he was more injured than we maybe fought and, and rushed himself back and is, is just getting healthy? Or what do you think has been going on with Anthony Rizzo? I don't know. I think sometimes the, the most correct answer is the simplest answer. And, you know, around the time Rizzo's slump started, he got absolutely just bashed in the head yep. by uh, Fernando Tatis's entire pelvic region. So I, w- I would think that had something to do with it. Maybe a large part of something to do with it. Rizzo's not going to say, I mean, he's also someone who played through a lot of back issues last year. So maybe he's also dealing with the back on top of the neck. Um, so, you know, it's just hard to, it's, it's hard to say what it was, but th- that's the most, you know, the clearest answer, or the easiest answer. The other answer is dude was just lost. And that's weird because he's Anthony Rizzo, and he was so good in the first half. Yeah, for a while, he was carrying the, the team. Um, by the way, Twitter may have some fun with the way you, you worded um, that <laughs> that Rizzo injury. Um, talking to... Oh, are you saying that he had a problem with his neck and his back? <laughs> um, well, and, and, the, and, the, and the pelvic region as well. Um, oh, that too. Oh, man. All right. This is terrible. All right. Um, uh. Anyway, talking to you, um, friend of the program, Brendan Cuddy from The Athletic, about the Yankees. Um, another position, when we look at the trade deadline, obviously they lose um, Jose Trevino. And so is, you know, they call up... Um, Ben Rortvet, is is catcher a position you think they'll look at or you think they'll they'll stick with what they have? No, it's absolutely a position they have to look at. It's it's one they didn't want to look at. They they would roll with the um Higgy uh, and Trevino. Yeah, they would have rolled with Higgy and Trevino in the um kind of lower level offense you're getting for them in exchange for their high level defense because mm-hmm. the, pitch, the pitching staff has been so good. Um yep. pretty much all around. Except you know, you know, except for the hitting that you know the, catch, the catching staff has a, a a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, listen, the the Yankees are giving Ben Rourke that a shot right now, right? Yep. They they gave, they, you know, Higgy is going to start every day, but who caught Garrett Cole? Mm-hmm. Ben Rourke. Yeah. So so they're going to give him a chance, right? He's a left-handed bat. He put up some decent numbers at Triple A. Now be wary about some of the numbers you see out of Triple A this year. The pitching there is awful from what I understand. Um, it's part of the reason why you haven't seen Esteban Floreal up in the majors, um, despite his huge numbers. Um, you know, so they're going to give him a shot. They're going to give him a runway, as the Yankees would say. But I think the Yankees will look to bring in a catcher, though they know how difficult it is to learn a pitching staff, to learn a coaching staff, and produce offensively uh, in the middle of the season. It's, it's, a, it's a tall order, but they'll look to definitely add a catcher. You mentioned Estevan Florial down there at AAA, and if the Yankees have been desperate for an outfielder and they have a good defensive outfielder with some power at AAA and still have not called him up, would you expect that Florial will finally be dealt at this trade deadline uh, to maximize, you know, get some value out of him before his trade, he gets too old and his value plummets the way we've seen with some other prospects in the past? I don't know. Uh, I know there are teams that like him a lot, but I know that he also passed through waivers at the beginning of the season, Mm -hmm. 
with no team claiming him. Now, part of that was strategic, right? It sounds bad. Esteban Florial clears waivers, former top prospect, no one wants him. But the Yankees engineered that at that time for that reason. Most teams' rosters are set mm-hmm. after opening day, and you're not thinking about, let's go switch up the, the 40th man. Um, so the Yankees did that with intention. They, they, they were hoping to keep him. Um, that said, like, I don't know. He, he's, he's, not, he's still striking out a good amount at AAA, and if the Yankees don't believe that he could help their kind of putrid left field situation, well, that kind of tells you what they think of him <laughs> as to, in terms of someone who could uh, benefit the big league roster. You mentioned they, you know, every team this time of year is going to want to try and upgrade in the bullpen. They'll get Jonathan Lewisinger back, but any concerns that you would have about Michael King, who was so uh, Michael King-like and sharp in the first part of the year, first 19 games, uh, 1.65 ERA this year, and then about a 6 ERA in the uh, 14 appearances since? Sure. I mean, look, he's a guy who has been tinkering a good amount with his delivery, who's been, uh, you know, kind of not feeling it from a mechanical standpoint. And listen, he's really smart, like really smart. And and, and he's turned himself from a kind of middling, nothing prospect to when he's on one of the best relievers in baseball. Um, He's also someone who broke his arm last year. Like, who does that? Who goes on the mound and snaps their elbow in half? Like, mm-hmm. that's what Mike King did. Um, so that's a huge injury. It's a tough injury. And um, maybe he's having some difficulty coming back from that, right? Because, yep. you know, he only, pitched, he only pitched half a season last year. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So, so there's um, a lot of things going on. My guess is that he'll get over it. My guess is he'll find a second wind and, and kind of figure things out. Um, but, but right now, yeah, sure, you have to be a little bit concerned. Because you need Michael King to be Michael King. Look, I know Michael. I know um, Aaron Boone got killed um, last week for pitching to Shohei Otani. Um, but you have to remember that was Michael King on the mound. And if the Yankees are going to get get anywhere in the playoffs, if they get to the playoffs, they need Michael King to be Michael King and to get out big time players. So that was kind of like a, um, I think like an early test a little bit for King. To see, like, hey, listen, here's the best. You got to get out the best on the, on the postseason. Go do it, and he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, so you got you got to kind of wonder what's going on. But, but again, he's Michael King. You think you think you know you like your chances. That's fine. What about uh, Luis Severino? What did you see from him on Sunday? And with Cortez coming back, is are you thinking the Yankees potentially go to a six man rotation, or does somebody like Herman? Uh, Go to the bullpen. No, I don't think the Yankees go to a six-man rotation. It's not something we've really ever seen them do. And six-man rotation sounds great in theory, right? Because it gets everyone a little bit more off time. Um, but the, the flip side is your number one starter pitches less. You know, one or two less starts. Your number two starter has to pitch less. So, no, I don't see the Yankees going to a uh, six-man rotation. I think they end up going to Domingo Herman as a swing man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Domingo's been up and down this season. Yep. He, he's been good. He's been bad. Um, and remember last year in the playoffs when the Yankees just buried him on the, in the bullpen? 
mm-hmm. and like didn't even give him a shot. Remember the remember the Astros yeah. series last year? Yeah. When when you're looking at the whole you look at the whole bullpen and Frankie Montas is the guy who comes in mm-hmm. and uh, gives up a home run in the in the first at bat he has uh, before Domingo Herman pitches. So I don't know how much the Yankees love him out of the bullpen, but that's probably where he heads because Clark Schmidt's pitching so much better. Yep. Uh, Severino was better. Um, and you got Rodon and Cole. Like, I, I think that's what happened. Yeah, and now would, you know, to your point, now would be a time to get a sense of a role from him so that you're not figuring it out in the postseason if you were to get there. Um, plus, um, these things have a way of working themselves out. Someone always ends up getting hurt. Last one before I let you go. Andy Pettit showed up um, in the Yankee universe and was out there during that um, simulated game today at Yankee Stadium with Jonathan Loisega and, and Aaron Judge. And the Yankees announcing, everybody noticed um, Andy Pettit out there, and so the Yankees announcing that Andy Pettit now in a role as an advisor to manager Aaron Boone. What what does this tell us about uh, the Yankee, Brian Cashman, Hal Steinbrenner, the Yankee mindset around the team right now that we have, first it was Sean Casey, and now we've got Andy Pettit um, added to... Uh, the coaching staff. I think it says this. I think it says the Yankees as a team were flailing a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it says that there was, I'm, I'm not going to say panic, but some concern and everyone's looking at each other and saying, Hey, how do we get out of this? And the Yankees might've said, look, you know, uh, Dylan Lawson, you're a great hitting coach, and, and he is a, a really smart hitting mind. But when the chips are down, players may, they may, want to hear from someone who's been there before. So they go out and get Sean Casey because, you know, they're just going to give something a shot. Um, with uh, with Andy Pettit, having him in the dugout, it's, hey, let's get someone who's been there before and someone who's, you know, done it before in New York with the Yankees. So I think the I think what's happening is you're seeing a Yankees team acknowledge that it needs people in that dugout yep. who who have been there, who've done that, and can confidently say to their players, like, here's what I do in your situation, or here's why it's going to be okay. Yeah. Brendan Cuddy from The Athletic. Appreciate the time, and we'll catch up with you soon. Lori, thank you so much for having me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.